Hello and welcome back to Chris and Reggie's Cosmic Treadmill where we go back to the past to read DC Comics from yesteryear. Uh, this week's recommendation comes from a listener who wanted to know about the history of Supergirl, but we sort of retailed our segment. We don't do weird comics history here on the WeirdScienceDCComics.com podcast anymore. But uh, in honor of that, we thought we would read the first ever appearance of Supergirl uh, from Action Comics 1952. And Chris is going to tell us all about it right now. Yeah, we, uh, the story we're going to be discussing is the Supergirl of Krypton. But this uh, book also contained, uh, it was a, there were three stories in this one. The first was uh, The Menace of Metallo by Robert Bernstein and Al Plastino, which featured the first appearance of Metallo. Mm-hmm. And then you had Congo Bill. Congo Bill, you like that guy. Mm-hmm. He, uh, Congo Bill dies at dawn. And that was uh, also written by Robert Bernstein, but with art from uh, Howard Sherman. I like the I like Metallo in the uh, beginning. He really sort of looks like a, uh, I don't know, a Cary Grant. I was going to say, he looks like, a, like an old something. movie. Uh, yeah, like an old movie star. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Now, the uh, story we're going to discuss is, like I said, The Supergirl of Krypton, which was uh, written by Otto Binder. Is it Otto Binder or Binder? I would have said Binder, but I really don't know. Yeah, it's Binder or Binder. <laughs> uh, <laughs> with art by Al Plastino, and uh, cover price on this one, if you can believe it, 10 cents for three stories. Three stories, folks, for 10 cents. 3.33 cents each. You know, I mean, <laughs> and even if one of them sucks, which, by the way, one of them does, you still make out yeah. like a bandit. You know, you're still, you're still five, penny, five thin pennies a piece, and it doesn't even count the ads. This is true. Uh, this one on sale, March 31st, 1959. Wow. And, uh, yeah, before we get to this Supergirl, we should probably spend a little bit of time talking about the first Supergirls. Yeah. Um, you know, this is the Supergirl we all think about, but in uh, stories earlier, uh, including Action Comics number 60 from uh, May of 1943, uh, there was a story called Lois Lane, Superwoman. And uh, in it, Lois was hospitalized, and she dreams she gets a blood transfusion from Superman, granting her powers. And uh, gotta wonder if Stan Lee saw that and uh, when he was creating She-Hulk. Possibly, yeah. It seems awfully familiar. Although I think the blood transfusion... Uh, trope has been used a few times in comics sure. before She-Hulk. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, this was an imaginary story, so this didn't really happen, but this was sort of the first female uh, Superman, in a, in a way. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, the second one uh, that we're going to talk about came out just about a year before the, the, you know, the Supergirl from Krypton story, and that was in Superman number 123 from August 1958. The story was called Three Magic Wishes, and uh, our old friend Jimmy Olsen finds a magic totem that grants him three wishes. And uh, he uses his first wish to make, a, to make a Supergirl to be a companion to Superman. Whose name actually was Super-Girl. Yes. Yeah, they did. They, she didn't get the she no. didn't get the uh, combined name. Uh, now she uh, was kind of a goof. Uh, she bungled uh, her efforts, and uh, but does wind up dying nobly by uh, sacrificing herself, pulling a kryptonite boulder away from Superman. Yeah. And uh, I believe they used the wish to uh, the last wish to wish her away. Uh, well, I think she died in the first in the first mm-hmm. scene, even, and then the other two wishes were for further, more ridiculous things that I, I don't remember. <laughs> Jimmy Olsen just, uh, you know, probably wished himself a Superman made of ice cream, and then wished himself to Venus or some nonsense. That was <laughs> that's what was in the time. But this this was the DC's uh, gauging a fan response to a Supergirl, and yeah. uh, fan response was quite positive, or positive enough to warrant. 
this issue to come out a year later. So uh, we open with Clark Kent working at the Daily Planet, and there's some kind of a racket out of his window, some sort of a... And uh, he uses his telescopic vision to see a rocket ship falling to Earth, and he... Uh, Put you know disrobes, puts on his or takes off his shirt to reveal his Superman costume underneath, and gets there in time to see it has crashed. So uh, he obviously wasn't fast enough to do yes. anything about it. Uh, I feel like in my, I feel like in modern times, you know, they don't even show the disrobing. So no, it's just uh, it's just understood. He would just be there. You know what I mean? He would just be there in time to catch it or something. But uh, back then, he still had to still had to fold his shirt and fold his pants and you know make sure his socks match his shoes. And he still had to do the internal monologue about how lucky he was that no one's around to see him do it. Of course, yeah. You know, it's, he's <laughs> you know it's just, it's a lucky break that he gets to tear off his clothes in the office unhindered. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he rushes out. It's crashed. It looks. Now I got suspended for doing that once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, but I'm Superman, you know. No, yes. sorry, that doesn't 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 hold any water here, Chris. Yeah, uh, I had to go to seminars for months. <laughs> so he uh, he he mentions that it looks suspiciously like the rocket that carried him to uh, Earth so many years ago when Krypton exploded. And mm-hmm. but he figures, you know, whoever's inside there's got to be dead. Opens it up, and it's not. It's a little blonde girl uh, who's probably actually it's supposed to be 15, but she looks more like. Uh, 11 or 12 to me, but whatever. That's sure. close enough. Uh, you know, don't want to split too many blonde hairs. And uh, she pops out, and you know, now he's feeling a lot less special. You know, there's a, someone else in the world looks like him. Wearing the same outfit, almost. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Same symbol, anyway. Which, I think that would freak me out more than anything else. Be like, well, how did you get my, my shirt? You know, like it's sort of unique. This thing, I don't really understand what the deal is. So anyway, and this was uh, this was before that. It was a this was before the S was a Kryptonian symbol. That's right. This is before, as you'll find out, a lot of things that we take for granted about Superman <laughs> were, were were not yet true. So the S was still stood for Superman. It was not attached to Krypton. And here she is. She shows up. What's that about? Well, she's going to yeah. tell us all about it. Yeah, she. Uh, well, her parents were actually on Krypton when it exploded because Superman's. Uh, he's wondering. She she claims to be from Krypton, and Superman says, "Well, you're far too young to have been from there." Yeah. Um, it turns out that her parents uh, and their her parents' entire neighborhood yeah. <laughs> blew blew off a of Krypton when it exploded, and managed to stay viable. It was a. Uh, they were surrounded by an air bubble. That's and, right. Uh, the lucky yeah, air bubble. Absolutely, and it's funny because it's just like a suburban neighborhood in space. I love that. You know, uh, later on, it, you know, it turns out to be Argo City. In fact, mm-hmm. later on, it gets, as you know, it gets totally changed where Brainiac yeah. stole it early and blah blah blah. We'll get to that maybe later on, but uh, now it's just like as if your block got torn up. What if you had a friend two blocks away? Well, that per- that guy's dead. Sorry. It's like it's like Bugs Bunny sawing off Florida. You know? <laughs> exactly. You know, <laughs> and it's, it's like into the Atlantic. I hope the, I hope the supermarket came with it, or also I don't know what these guys are going to eat. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily, uh, a lot of things came with them, including uh, this is Supergirl's father, Zor El. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a roll of, sh- roll of sheet metal in his lab. That's right. It was a uh, lead to keep the uh, kryptonite rays away. That's right, because so, uh, as this as this hunk of rock, you know, is in space, it turns to kryptonite magically through processes we don't really understand. Yeah, some uh, some sort of uh, uh, energy displacement or something. And uh, 
Yeah, luckily they have that lead that lead sheet metal that they are they line the entire neighborhood with, mm-hmm. and uh, they were able to survive for a while, long enough for the elves to have a daughter. Yeah, it was probably a little slippery to drive on. I'm it imagining, but you know, you know, where are you going to drive to? So there was that too. Yeah, yeah. You know, you got to wonder if they had like a paperboy, you know, riding his bike. <laughs> Probably, <paperboy>. yeah. <laughs> That's, he's got that little obstacle you know, course. It's, 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 it's the daily neighborhood, you know, still trapped under the air bubble, 400th day, you know. <laughs> <laughs> How thick is the lead? <laughs> but uh, they, they have a daughter, they name her Kara. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, it turns out that the uh, the lead lining doesn't is it's not holding up as well as as they hoped it would. Mm-hmm. You figure it would wear away after a little while being out there at the uh, mercy of the the spatial elements. It, it, and, it got hit by a bunch of meteorites too that punctured it. Yeah, yeah, it was a nice little. Uh, looks like a <laughs> looks like someone threw popcorn at. Them. I know, really. It's like they, 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 they almost look like they're gonna bust out an umbrella in that scene. You know, like oh, there's a bit of a meteorite spill today. Yes. <laughs> And uh, then the, the uh, Supergirl's origin looks uh, suspiciously similar to Superman's origin. Mm-hmm. They uh, they plan on loading her into a rocket, but where do they send her? They uh, have a super space telescope, luckily. <laughs> and uh, when they look, at, when they peer through it twice, they just manage. They they just happen upon seeing Superman do some incredible feats, uh, flying through the air and picking up a uh, dumbbell that. I'm guessing is twenty thousand pounds. Yeah, well, yeah, it reads ten thousand pounds on one Just side. On one, so. yeah, and uh, isn't it, that's a lucky break actually seeing him do that. It is. You can tell he's pretty <laughs> strong, although you know you don't know whether it's fake. I also love the fact that so somebody manufactured a dumbbell and put that on one side of it. Like, who else is going to pick this up? You know what I mean? Like, does he really do... What is it? Is this for his reps? You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'd, I'd like to do my back with 20,000 pounds, but, you know, I do my pecs with 50,000. So I, I'd really like to see his weight set. They must keep it in an airplane hangar or something. They would have to. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they uh, they see him and they decide, okay, maybe we'll make her a Superman suit, too. Yeah. So they uh, they fashion her an outfit with the with the S on the uh, chest there and uh, a nice little flouncy skirt. Uh-huh. And uh, she is loaded into that same rocket we saw a little while ago and, and sent out. And I do like that uh, as she's going, she you know the, the their little neighborhood goes kaput, and uh, we get thoughts from her saying that she is now an orphan. Yeah, I mean it's really kind of fucked up, you know. Uh, Superman he was launched when he was a baby, yeah. you know. Ostensibly he never knew his parents. Sure, never, or you know, he was even in the Matrix for yeah. a little while. We, yeah, I mean we, we we that was uh you know later on. But yeah. he, no matter how you slice it, anything he knows about his parents is secondhand. You know, they're mm-hmm. all it's all stuff he learned. Later on, you know, or or as he flew, Kara grew up with her parents. These are her loving parents, and they're just like, "All right, get the fuck in the rocket, uh, get the <laughs> hell out of here," you know. Like it's just, it's really that's traumatizing. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a wonder she doesn't have a bat on her chest. You really? I mean, <laughs> exactly. Like, why is she so peppy? She's like, I had to fucking like leave knowing my parents and everyone I lived with for her whole life. You know, they they were gonna die. The other thing I like is in the first panel on that page. Zorel says, uh, we have a month before kryptonite radiation slowly poison the air. They have a month. Repair the shield. Like, what, what, is, what is the problem here? I, I don't understand. You know, like, 
You can't figure something else out. You can't make a bigger rocket ship in a month, for example. Yeah, send everybody. I mean, for God's sake, you know, we <laughs> we have a month, but, you know, there's a lot of TV I want to get to. So, uh, you know, all we have time to make is this one uh, cigar tube for our daughter. So, anyway, what we learn is that, uh, you know, her father, Zorel, is very lazy. And you got to wonder if there were other kids in that neighborhood. <laughs> I, you, you have to think so. I mean, she was able to grow to be a, a, a young teenager, right? They couldn't have been the only couple on the block. I'm, I'm picturing her like a, a bunch of kids seeing her rocket take off, yeah. and like one of the, one of them's holding an ice cream cone, and like the ball of ice cream falls and hits the ground. And it just immediately <laughs> evaporates from kryptonite radiation. You know, it just like turns into a puff of steam, and he's just like, oh. Mama, am I gonna die too? Yes, sorry, son. Yes. Yeah, you're you're dead. Only Kara Zorel was allowed to leave our neighborhood for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's gotta be. There probably is another story where she was actually like a juvenile delinquent, and yeah, she, she was she, being jettisoned. Yeah, yeah, they were just like, let's get rid of this kid. You know, <laughs> she's annoying. So anyway, so she makes it down to Earth, and Superman he is overjoyed because they find out that not only is she from Krypton, the planet that he's from. But she's his cousin. Her her mm-hmm. her uncle was Jor-El, and that's as we know Superman's father. Yeah. So they are hugging it up. He's a little pissed off because he probably was hoping to get a little play here, but <laughs> uh, you know, Earth customs, American customs being what they are, I don't think that that would. I, you know, some states it would be all right. It depends where they are. Perhaps. Um, so she's you know she's pleased as punch. She thinks they're, they're going to team up. This is it. This is the the flying super cousins. But not so fast. Superman says he he can't reveal her uh, powers her yet. Her yeah. presence. It's it's too much. People can't handle it. She needs to have a secret identity, and she needs to be stashed somewhere. Part. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> he fucking takes her to the Midvale Orphanage. That's it. <laughs> Just dumps her off at the goddamn orphanage. It's like it's like, oh god, oh man, you had to leave your whole family beside. Well, here you can go live with nobody. You know what I mean? Yes. Might as well meet her bunk- just a homeless girl. <laughs> bunk up with these girls. It's just uh, that was. I mean, it's just the most fucked up thing you could possibly do to to a family member that you know come out of the blue. You know, I mean, he must he must think she's gonna hit him up for money or something. Maybe. So uh, he takes her to the orphanage. Of course, one thing they do is they put a. Uh, Brown wig on her with pigtails, so they can, mm-hmm. no one sees her blonde hair because apparently that would be too alarming. I guess. I mean, at this point, no one knows who she is. So who the what the I, hell? I would have guessed right away. What's the? I guess so. Right? Be like, gosh, you look Aryan. <laughs> gosh, you must be the Ubermensch, you know, in female form. So uh, yeah, and they give her the name Linda Danvers, or is it? Oh, Linda Lee. Sorry, Linda. that's Linda right. Lee. Later on, later on, she gets adopted and she becomes Linda Danvers. But this time, she is Linda Lee. Superman notes that all these other women in his life have LL names: Lois Lane, Lana Lang. He doesn't mention her because I don't know if she showed up yet. But Laurie Lamaris. Uh, think Lex about Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor also. Yes. Think about all those people, and including Lex Luthor to some extent. Those are all his lovers. Those are all his girlfriends. <laughs> so what do you? I mean, dude, you know, like this. It's He's get, got a type. It gets a little gross, is all I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like this is your first cousin, dude. This is not like just some distant relative. Uh, takes her down to the orphanage, of course. But Superman's okay. They'll take any old damn kid. You know, he he could bring him in by the barrel full, and they'll just take him on. You know, there's no room issues there, and that's it. Now she's become a ward of the state. <laughs> Just like every child dreams of being. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> oh, that's great. Um, yes, yeah, so she's she's in there and uh, <laughs> she's uh, acquainting herself uh, with her new surroundings. Does a little light dusting, uh, fuses a mirror with her X-ray vision. I mean, and, uh, I mean, you know, it's like. These are the most substandard fucking conditions you could have left this girl in. You know what I mean? Like, I know it. You don't have you don't have a friend that can take her in for a little while. You know, like you fucking dumped her off. She's in a room with a bent bed, a broken mirror. It's dirty. <laughs> it looks like shit. There are cobwebs everywhere. What the hell? What is going on in Midvale? You know it's what I mean? Disgusting. Yeah. But there's a lot of money earmarked for the Midvale orphanage, and none of it's going to the house cleaning. I'll tell you that right now. Something. There's a story here. Yeah, one of the uh, Miss Hart who works there says, "I'm sorry, but the orphanage is overcrowded, and this is the only room we have." Yeah, and the other ones are ten times crappier. <laughs> they might just be. At least you don't have to share it. Yeah, I guess that is nice, which is uh, <laughs> kind of also unusual, but okay. I guess they uh, give them their own special rooms. Sure, sure. And uh, when when night falls, the wig comes off, and uh, and she heads out. She goes to a. Uh, she goes to the movie theater, right? She yeah. didn't go in. No. She does, see, uh, she does see that there was a movie made about the history of Superboy in Smallville. And uh, thinks about how she wants to follow in her cousin's footsteps and make him proud. So she goes back into the orphanage for the night and fucks off for probably the next ten issues in a row. Yes, probably. And that's about it for the beginning, the origin of Supergirl, the one of the saddest, shittiest origins you've ever heard. Actually, not a shitty origin, but very sad, tortured. Sobering. You yes. know? Yeah, like, wow, man, this, this poor fucking kid, you know? Uh, I don't think it would be handled the same way these days. Uh, and it would also have been, it would have been told in 12 issues instead of 8 pages. So, uh, Supergirl, though, did have quite a legacy and uh, has gone through a lot of changes over the many, many years. Um, over, the, over time, she does show up now and again as Superman's secret weapon in uh, action comics and probably in Superman. Uh, yeah, I think so. Proper. I, I don't see why it wouldn't, but uh, quite a few times, but not a ton of times. I'd say maybe a dozen uh, mm-hmm. All told, probably probably less than that, eight or something like that. And she comes out to secretly, whatever, shore up the dam, or she's always behind the scenes. She can't allow herself to be seen. We learn more that about Argo City and her parents over time. For example, that the the, the neighborhood chunk does become a fully developed city eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, she's eventually revealed to the world in Action Comics 285. That's from February 1962. Uh, everyone embraces her with open arms because they don't know that uh, John F. Kennedy is going to be assassinated in a year. No. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, I, as a matter of fact, on the cover, there's like a parade. He, he's introducing her in a parade, you know. It's a sort of maybe prescient. To, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she appears regularly after that in Superman Family. She becomes a news anchor reporter. She moves to San Francisco. She kind of has a very Robin-esque type adventures even back she sort of is the robin or batgirl of the superman family in that mm-hmm. she becomes a young adult you know she sure, uh, sure. she she goes through school and you know she has a series of jobs and whatever uh then she she kind of goes away a little bit then she comes back in 82 for the daring new adventures of supergirl by paul kupperberg and carmine infantino and these are the first. Uh, this is the first series that's actually named after her. That's true. This is the first time she's in her own title. Uh, after this, before this, it was just Superman Family. I think there was another title in the late seventies, Super Team Family. Is that right? I think yes. Yes. Uh, it was the same same thing though. Basically, three, two yeah. or three stories featuring Super. 
It's like because they folded in like the because uh, the, they canceled Jimmy Olsen they, and, and, Lois, and Lois Lane. Yeah, after after a time. Uh, although those comics stuck around way longer than anybody ever thinks. Into the triple digits. It was for like Lois, yeah. it was like seventy one or something like that. Seventy two. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so daring new adventures of Supergirl in this. Kara moves to Chicago to study psychology. Uh, it was canceled, I think, at the tenth issue, uh, very abruptly, two months before the debut of the Supergirl film, which you think they would have timing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I would have thought that it existed to specifically tie into that, especially since. Uh, right around the fifth or sixth issue, that's when they update her look. She gets a headband, she gets a perm. Mm. She looks very much like the Supergirl from the movie. From the film, yeah. But uh, people don't really know this, though, but this actually led into Kupperberg and what it would become Eric Larson's run on Doom Patrol because that's the first place he showcases a couple of the characters. Uh, mm. It's in, like, the, it's in two, there's a two-issue thing where Cliff Steele comes to Supergirl. He needs her help. I don't really remember the details, but... Sure. Uh, What's her name? Asani is there, the, the Celsius, right? Yeah, the the one who claims to be uh, Calder's wife. Yeah, so in a way, I mean, just just by way of name-dropping them, and also because the next thing Kupperberg did after this was the Doom Patrol, it sort of is a, is a tie-in, although I will tell you, if you're a Doom Patrol fan like myself, you do not need to get these issues, believe just me. start at 19. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're good. Yeah, but uh, anyway... <laughs> Uh, after the, the, this this Supergirl that we know of, uh, she died in Crisis on Infinite Earths, and uh, that yeah, was very it. iconic. Uh, the very iconic cover with uh, Superman holding her uh, dead body, surrounded by the heroes. Yeah, people have and, paid uh, homage to that many times in comics. Absolutely, it's uh, it's one of those that you, you don't forget. Yeah, and uh, there is a uh, you know this this isn't the end of Supergirl's story. Uh, we will meet the uh, the Matrix. Supergirl in the uh, post-crisis universe there, and this was a protoplasmic creature created by Alexander Luther and shaped to look like Supergirl, and uh, during a time where uh, Superman ex- exiled himself from Earth, he had uh, killed some Phantom Zone uh, villains uh, early, or actually late in the John Byrne run, yeah. and decided that he could no longer live on Earth, and uh, exiles himself, and she takes over as Superman, and uh, just so nobody notices that he's gone, and because Clark Kent was also gone at that point, uh, investigating Intergang, and uh, <laughs> <It> <laughs> so was, they didn't, things got complicated, folks. You know that's. They like... did. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, later on, she heals a wounded Linda Danvers and uh, turns her into a uh, the crop top Supergirl that uh, we we know from the uh, the animated series and the uh, Peter David run. Peter David run, which is a great run, even though oh, it's, it's awesome. Even though it sort of adds another Supergirl to the mix, uh, yeah. it, that that run, and I, I, I'm almost positive that just got re-released in trade, or it's about to. Uh, well worth checking out. Really good. Um, another one that was really brief was Sir L. She mm-hmm. showed up pretending to be Superman's daughter in the Ten Cent Adventure in March 2003. Um, she turned out to be someone altered by Brainiac and the Future Smith to resemble a Kryptonian, and she pretty much was retconned out immediately. Uh, besides, I, uh, Infinite Crisis happening. I think that all the writers were like, eh, that's all right. <laughs> it's like, it's, at that point, they had, uh, there were three active Supergirls. There was the Matrix one, the, the Danvers one. Yeah. They're at the end of that run, a Supergirl very similar to this Linda Lee one shows up. And then we had CRL, 
So I mean, there were three Supergirls running around. And then you, and then you had a, a fairly popular Power Girl, who, while it's not the also, same, is sort of the same power set, yeah. sort of the same idea. Yeah, we didn't want we didn't want to mutter those two words yet. No, no, that, Power Girl is her own thing. Yeah, we can't we can't we cannot extract that information from this right now, <laughs> folks. Someday, maybe, perhaps. And uh, we also we will re-meet. I, I think this is this would be the the actual cousin of Superman again. Yeah. Um, and this is during the uh, Jeff Loeb run on uh, Superman Batman, um, with uh, where you know Superman and Batman were. It was their team up book yeah. in the mid two thousands, and uh, they met you know uh, the girl from Krypton. And uh, the thing that this was, uh, they were both launched from Krypton at the same time, except uh, Kara was, uh, <laughs> she had a layover somewhere. I guess. Yeah, she just exactly. didn't land. Um, she she didn't land at the same she time. She was looking for parking. Yeah, she couldn't find, uh, she couldn't find a place. This, uh, you know, this now is, is pretty much a typical for all versions of Supergirl, including the television version, uh, that, that they launched at the same time and that it, indeed Kara was meant to watch over Kal-El. Yeah. But uh, things got screwed up, you know, she got lost, whatever, you know, women in, women in directions, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you hear me, fellas? Am I right? <laughs> so whatever it was, though, they, they've done a lot of things with it, but this was the first time that the, that concept was brought out, which I which I actually remembered it being a lot older, but I was wrong. Yeah. I was just wrong, uh, you know, that you just have different memories. And then, of course, that will bring us to the new 52 Supergirl, who... Uh, beyond landing in Siberia for some reason, that I yeah. can't remember. she was supposed to land in Kansas. Frankly, folks, uh, I actually read quite a bit of uh, Supergirl in the beginning, and I read her crossover with Red Lanterns that I liked quite a lot. And she was a Red Lantern for a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really, I don't know what the hell the deal is. She went to she went to a school in outer space called the Crucible. Yeah, for a little while, uh, there was a whole fucking really annoying crossover with Superman called where she uh, met this guy the Hell. hell. Yeah, the yeah. Hell on Earth, and that one that had its moments, but it was not handled well. So you know, Supergirl is going to be coming back in August, I believe. Right, that's the rebirth, yeah. if not this month. So who knows what uh, will hold for Supergirl? Looks like it's going to tie in a little closer to the uh, television show. The but, DEO, yeah. But, uh, you know, I have high hopes. There's a digital comic out right now by Sterling Gates and drawn by a bunch of people. That is pretty much a port of the TV show, so uh, that works for me. So there's hopes that the print comic will also work for me because I, I do really like Supergirl. And when I look at it, uh, you know, my, my comics reading as a whole, I think I like Supergirl better than Superman in that Superman is someone... You really look up to, yeah, and respect. Supergirl is someone you feel like you could bullshit with, depending on the version. She can also teach you how to drive. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I hope that scratched uh, somebody's Supergirl needs, because uh, mm. uh, we probably won't be going back to this character for a little while. Uh, if you have any other suggestions, questions, comments, you want to tell us what we got wrong, please write to us at weirdsciencedccomicsblog at gmail.com. If you want to follow us at, on Twitter, I'm at Reggie Reggie. I'm at Ace Comics. And of course, I tell you every week to so go check out Chris at infiniteearths.blogspot.com, where I don't know if you ever reviewed an issue of any Supergirl comic offhand. 
But um, uh, I know I you can't even remember. I know you've done plenty of <laughs> uh, a few issues of Burns, Man of Steel. I wouldn't be surprised if you. Uh, Find her lurking in there, and you know if you if you poke around Chris's blog for those '90s reviews, you're bound to she's bound to turn up here and there somewhere. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> so make sure to check that out. Uh, that's it. For, I think for this week. What do you have? Anything else, Chris? No, that'll that'll do us. Well, until next week, make sure you keep on that cosmic treadmill. Excuse me, girl. What's your-